3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: after five o'clock, Sports 1440, Orders Nation uh, YouTube. It is the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only official online gambling website. Alberta.ca, where all of the funds stay right here in the uh, province. So uh, even if you lose, you win, as it uh, helps support uh, many things. And, hey, gets the day construction-free one day, one day. So uh, we'll dare to dream about that. Uh, I'm Jason Greger. He is uh, Connor Halley. We have lots of texts. People want to know what's up with Lavoie. Um, the, uh, the the orders, I, I think this is, uh, Lavois not, I've been told Lavois not playing tonight, which makes me believe this is, um, this is like a cap-related thing, and uh, probably tomorrow you will uh, you will see a few moves that uh, that coincide with this. I expect Raphael Lavoie to be in the lineup tomorrow. I'll say that, right? Um, so uh, to me, that looks like a a paper, well, not paper transactions. A wrong word. Um, I, I think there is some cap implications. Keep in mind the orders are going on a four-game road trip, right? And Holloway is is injured. Um, They could put him on LTIR, because if they do, then they could bring up an extra body, right? And now I have to go back and look. Matthias Yanmark, if they wanted to, I think, well, you can always do it retroactive, so you could do it at any point, right? Even if he's close, right? And uh let's say he's a week away from going. You could put him on LTIR retroactive to the day he got injured, right? Which was before the Heritage Classic. Right remember he skated at the uh, on the the Saturday but didn't play on the Sunday remember there was pitchers i, I think he was in in a sling right so he got hurt against the uh, the Rangers so that was what's that December 20 or sorry October 26th right so you do uh 10 games uh retroactive from that or the uh, the 24 day period either one so that's where you could put them if they wanted to uh retroactive and then that would open up another spot So um, because they are going on a a road trip, it's out east. I could see them trying to, you know, to have an extra body around at that point. That would probably make sense. Right. Uh, Connor Brown uh, skated. He's very close. If he doesn't play tomorrow, he'll be playing on Saturday. So I think it just comes down to, you know, a few extra days rest matters. Right. If he's close. And they're like, okay, but Jesus, another 72 hours? Then maybe he rests 72. So I don't know if Brown's going to play or not. And when I asked him today, he was like, man, I'm close. I feel good. Players always say they feel good. So we'll see. Let's get to the spec report now brought to you by GS Construction. Family-run business coming up on 50 years next year. They'll celebrate the big five. Oh, well, uh, you could celebrate by working with them. Great company. Looking for some uh, some good employees. Go to indeed.com and look up GS. S construction as we welcome in uh, Mark Spector to the show. Spec, how are you? Oh,
1: are you kidding? Shelka just made rice krispie squares, man. I'm doing oh, great. How oh, you doing? Jeez, I love
2: <laughs> love the uh, the rice krispie squares. Oh, so oh, no, good.
1: I've had one for ages. They're, they're as good as they always were, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, very good. So, um, well,
1: maybe, uh, maybe what's going on here? I think the one thing that you shouldn't overlook is the Oilers live their lives with their farm team being a, you know, four hour flight away to yes. different planes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of the rare moments in time when their farm team is down the road in Calgary right now. Mm-hmm. So do you think that the proximity of the farm team and the ability to grab a player real fast, if you need one, does that have anything to do with going on today?
2: Well, they're not going to re- like, they're not recalling anybody today, right? Like, you're going to have some guys who are going to play Wait. tonight that I think will be recalled tomorrow, right? That, that I expect because Holloway is injured spec. He's, you know, it's bad news for him, but uh, you know, he's going to be out a few months, right? So, so that puts them, um, down to, uh, 11 forwards. Now, Connor Brown could be ready and you could just switch out Connor Brown for Holloway. And, uh, now you're at 12. No big deal. Right. So, so I could see that happening. And that's a pretty simple one.
1: But what but, if Bre- why are we sending Lavoie? Um, right? I'm guessing 840,000 for one day.
2: Yeah. I think the orders are that tight against the cap. Um, I, I think that I have to think because I've been told Lavois is not playing tonight in Calgary. And uh, I would expect that he's going to play tomorrow. So,
1: I think this is a in Edmonton, in Edmonton tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Okay. So they they're in Calgary again tomorrow too. Bake always. Right?
2: Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I think Lavoie is going to play for the orders tomorrow. Um, okay. and I think this is you, if you look at the, how tight the orders are to the cap and I know you can go on a Puck or cap friendly and you know, I still don't know all the rules in and out, but I follow it well enough that, you know, like the orders were so close spec that I, I do know that every day, you know, if you accrue a little cap space, it helps. So, you know, you send Lavoie down. It's one day. no, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's it's a little bit. And then it might be the difference because I'd have – and this is where I didn't crunch the numbers. So let's say Holloway goes on LTIR, and then you want to call up an extra body for him because you're going on the road. Like, to me, that would make sense. Even if Brown's healthy to replace Holloway, you still want an extra body around, right? So let's right. say now the question is, are they going to go seventh defenseman or they bring up a Ford? Right. I know people are wondering, will they bring up a, um, you know, Borgo? I don't think it's going to be Borgo because I think they have enough right shots, right? They're actually for one of the few times ever. They're kind of, they have more right shots up front now than lefties, right? With Holloway going down. So I'm going to guess it's it's a left shot forward that comes up. And then the other question is, or maybe it's a defenseman, right? Like Broberg played really well, um, got good scouting reports lately. So maybe he comes back up. I have no, you know, I'm not sure, but I, I think one of them. And then the wild card spec is, of course, Matias Janmark, they could put him on um, on LTIR retroactive to when he was injured. Right. So then he's so then you 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 have an extra body to go on the road trip. They could do that. So did they do Lavoie just to save some cap space for a day? They I think they might end up being the the case here. Um, And, you know, I think it'll be sorted out before the morning skate, because as you mentioned, Spectre in Calgary. And I think anybody who's going to be recalled will be coming to Edmonton after the game.
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll probably play some. Like, they they'll they need to make these decisions. They fly Thursday yes. to Tampa. Yeah. They'll just fly Thursday. They won't practice Thursday. They'll fly Thursday. So they need to know. I'm going to say to you that whoever the guy is that gets called up probably isn't playing in Calgary on Wednesday night. He's probably just – he's got to be here to get on the plane Thursday. Yeah. So the next conversation we're going to have, and it's been had a million times, is – if, if Raphael Levois is going to be on the fourth line, and that looks like the structure of Chris Knobloch's lines that I'm seeing so far, do we want Raphael Lavois playing the fourth line in Edmonton or the first line in Bako when you got a guy down there like Ernie who's, I'm just fine playing him on the fourth line in Edmonton, and if, if too many penalties happen or stuff goes on and Adam Ernie only plays six minutes, nobody cares, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, No, that's fair. That's the thought. No, 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 I, I agree. Um, I think that's possible. I, I also think, like, Raphael Lavois hasn't done anything wrong, and and the truth of the matter is no. He, no. he's got to get used to being able to contribute in less minutes because he might never be a top six forward in the NHL, right? Like, a, okay. there's probably better odds that he'll be a bottom six forward in his career than he is a top six. And you can say that about most players, Always.
1: right? So, Always better odds. You can say that about every player. Yeah. Season. Yeah, exactly. Odds are better. You're going to be bottom six than top six for every single guy. Yes.
2: Yes. So, you know what? If the orders are like, hey, we've liked how he plays. You know, he's been good on the boards. I'll say this about Lavoie. When they do get in the offensive zone, like that guy finds openings. And, uh, yeah. well, you
1: know, he's, instinct.
2: yeah. And so, you know what, if you can get some guys chipping in, like, cause I'll say this, LaVoie gives you a much better chance to score than Anna Ernie does. That's a fact for me. So, um, I would, uh, I, I think LaVoie for my conversations today. Um, I, I think I expect LaVoie in the lineup tomorrow spec, uh, I also expect another recall, um, because I think they, you know, they'll put Holloway on LTIR. And if they wanted to, and this I don't know, I'm just guessing here, they could put another guy. They could put both Yanmark and, uh, and Holloway on LTIR, right? Because Yanmark's retroactive, so it goes all the way back. Yeah. Cause even if he's close now in a week, you'd uh, put him on there and he's still eligible to come off in a week.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's now we're into Bill Scott territory here, right? The reason you utilize LTIR is to obviously just to accrue to to claw back a little cl- uh, cap space, mm-hmm. right? When a guy's been hurt, you kind of get it back, but there's no point getting it back until you need it. Yes. There's no point in an LTIR until you say, well, we want to call this guy up, but we don't have the cap space, so. I don't know if they have that guy on their roster down there that they can't call up for cap space. Let's see what happens.
2: Yeah, no, uh, it's true. um, If you weren't going to call the guy up, and, and even though the orders, I think it was like 20, I'd have to look at Puck PD. I think it was 22,000 or so. Like it's a small amount you're accruing every day. That's all they could, but that all adds up. So it's better than accruing nothing. So you put a guy in LTIR and you're not going to call anybody up. Now you're not even accruing cap space. So I, I know that they've, right. they've wanted to accrue as much space as they can by the time they get to the trade deadline. So they have more options. And so I honestly spec okay. setting Lavoie down for a day allows them to accrue a little bit more cap space today, right? I, I think it might be as simple as that.
1: Yeah, there's so, lots of teams that do that all the time. Oh, like the San, Anaheim Ducks, San Jose, Toronto, out yeah. Every second day just to save the 18 G's or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. I get a little bored with it. Uh, I'm sort of one of those guys that would flip through that book and just read the last chapter. Jason, <laughs> yeah, not every word along the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally fair. Uh, What did you make of the chapter of the orders last night? Obviously, it, uh, the opening page wasn't great. Uh, they gave up a goal early on. And yeah. I like Chris Knobloch. He was very honest. The one thing about Knobloch and his first two press cons were being pretty, imp- like, he's not afraid to to tell you kind of what he feels about something. Never negative or anything. Just said, hey, we, we talked about we didn't want to give up slot shots. And boom, we gave up two in the first shift. It wasn't ideal. But then after that, Stuart Skinner, I thought, made some big saves when called upon. But the orders... Like they did against Seattle, they didn't give up very much. And uh, they played a patient game. And then their power play spec, which hadn't in a San Jose game, for instance, or other games, scored at a key time, their power play came yeah. up big at a key time.
1: Yeah, they, they got a lot of things last night that they haven't been getting that they're supposed to get. They're supposed to get points from McDavid and Dreisaitl. Haven't been getting them. Got them last night. They're supposed to get goals from their power play. Got them last night. They're supposed to be a team that could break open a 1-1 game in the third period. They haven't been that team all year. They were that team last night.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it goes right – you know, they killed penalties last night, which is always killer important. And the last one is your goaltending. You know, you're supposed to have a goalie that can hold the other team to one once in a while. Well, they got one that's done it two times in a row. So, you know, the and the last thing I like, Jay, when that game ended – it wasn't the orders coach saying, Why did we take a penalty 200 feet <laughs> from the, our net that cost us the game winning goal? And why did we shoot a puck over the ice that cost us the insurance, over the glass that cost us the insurance goal? It was the coach on the other team who was saying that. So that's a good sign, too.
2: Yeah. yeah like the, the orders, they, they, they haven't beat themselves, which we talked about them, was no. their major thing. No. Um, the, the other thing I'm expecting expecting spec is I think we're going to see a long run here of some continuity with the lines now injuries obviously change things Holloway I think they wanted him Fogle and McLeod to be the third line now that's obviously it not is. going to happen for a few months uh, and to me there is the one spot spec that when, when I look at Derek Ryan or Sam Gagne when Brown comes back and then I look at Raphael Lavoie I think hmm maybe Lavoie with McLeod and Fogel might be the better long term fit here with Holloway out months
1: yeah, I'm trying to think of the guy you want on that line. He's got to be able to skate to keep up with that line. Uh, you know, they, I, I see – we've been talking about this since training camp, man. I think that's a killer third line. Holloway, McLeod, and Fogle, I love it. I I, I think I'm really was pleased to see that Chris Knobloch's plan was clearly we're going to put those guys together and we're going to let them have a run. He said it's really important that Fogle and McLeod get some – chemistry between them so I love I think that's got the chemistry the the on paper as we say looks like a great third line happy to see that Knobloch thinks the same thing so now what do you do you got to fill in a guy in Holloway spot long term who fits that bill right uh you know Greg uh Danier's a right shot levois's a right shot I guess you move Fogel over to the left side and maybe you're look, maybe you're looking for a right winger Jay maybe that's what you're doing now I don't know yeah.
2: Well, um, well, Holloway's not going to be yeah. out the year. Holloway is—he's you know, going to be out a few yeah, months. Be out
1: for a while. Though. Yeah. Like I'm—I'm yeah. I'm just saying. I'm t- if he's going to be out for a month or more. oh it's more. Then you forget about. You f- yeah, you forget about that player till he comes back. We're yeah. not saving any spots for a guy that's out for months.
2: Yeah. Like I. So. I I think Holloway, d- depending on the severity of it, spec. I, I I'm going to say minimum two months could be up to four.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really a shame. That kid can't stay healthy. It's too bad. It's no, it's never anyone's fault. You know, it's not like he wants to get hurt. Well, last (laughs) night, especially like
2: Like last night, it's just one where you lose an edge and you go high speed or right into the boards and you, you know, uh, crush your knee up i don't know i don't know exactly if it's you know if he tore something or if he you know to me i could easily see that being like a um what's the proper term here is it like can you do you fracture your kneecaps
1: i think maybe that's what the term is you but, can displace a like, kneecap displace it, your yeah, kneecap. Some, something you know, like that just, like for you, his sake it's not like an acl or something no man. like you saw him grabbing gonna be okay yeah you, you saw, yeah. Him grab let's him. let's. You know, the the young player. I will say, I will say, Holloway, like so many young guys, Taylor Hall comes to mind. He does need to to refine his game. He, he's a little out of control, right? He does everything at a million miles an hour. That's fair. I'm not blaming him for anything. I'm no. not saying that's why this happened. It could happen to anybody. But Holloway is still that young guy who plays the game. You know, just with his pedal to the metal, man. And at some point, everybody grows up and matures and figures out there's time for that type of game, but that time isn't all the time, right? Taylor Hall figured it out. Uh, lots of guys have had to figure it out, and Holloway'll figure it out too. He's a smart kid.
2: Yeah, Speck. Uh, we will chat with you tomorrow. Have yourself a good evening. Enjoy your rice crispy squares.
1: All right i might just have one more <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's uh mark specter in the uh, spec report brought to you by gs construction now uh, when we come back uh derek van deist will uh join us we'll go in the uh the room we got some uh comments from uh, connor brown how close is connor brown maybe tomorrow if he's not ready tomorrow then obviously they're going to recall another fort so that could be part of this whole process here on uh on connor brown and uh, even if he is ready maybe they recall one anyway um in theory, if in uh, I gotta crunch the numbers, but I think if I'm not mistaken, the Edmonton orders, um, I'm just gonna assume Lavoie's on the roster, right? So Brown was already on the roster. If you put Holloway on LTIR, you can call someone up for him. And deep, now and I only say this because Yanmark didn't skate the last two days with the main group. So I'm guessing he's at least a week away. Which means if they wanted to, they could put him on LTIR and recall someone in a spot. But I don't, I don't know with any accuracy. Uh, I'll say for certain that they're going to use a spot for uh, Holloway just because they have to, right? They're going out east, right? I think you want to have at least one extra body in case of an injury. But if they wanted to, and I don't know if they do or not, they haven't done it all year, they could do that. And because they're already in LTIR with Holloway, then it wouldn't matter, right? Like the, you've already lost your accrued space, so why not do it? It probably benefits you. So that's uh, food for thought. We'll take a quick break we'll return on Sports 1440. 528 Jason Greger, Connor Hallie, with you on a lovely uh, Tuesday. Hope you're having a, a wonderful day and uh, remember on uh, on Tuesdays one of the uh, one of the small little simple things in life cuz let's be honest we're always looking for the 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 small things that matter. It's Tuesday, you're sitting at home. You're like, "Geez, it's 5:30. I don't know what I, want. I don't want to cook dinner tonight." Well, guess what? Use the uh, promo code 40Tuesday at PapaJohns.ca and you'll get 40% off your order. Just put it in before you put the order. And I'm telling you right now, try the ranch instead of tomato sauce. Just try it on one of your pizzas. You won't regret it. It's very good. Very good. It's a Gregor Show. Is always presented by Play Alberta. C A And uh, we are going to go uh, in the room now, brought to you by NextGen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And uh, they got all new platform trailers in stock right now, and they're ready for work. NextGenTransportation.com as uh, Derek Van Deest Joins us, uh, DVD, the uh, Edmonton Orders, uh, with a big win uh, last night. Before we get to that, uh, I noticed today, so you're working with Dallas Akins on a coaching segment at uh, NHL.com. Uh, give me the, the insight. What's going on there?
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of like a coach's corner thing that we're working. There's three different coaches uh, that are going to kind of give us their insight on what they're seeing throughout the NHL season. They've matched me up with Dallas Akins. Uh, Dallas and I, of course, had a pretty good relationship back in the days when he was here with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and it's kind of interesting, just just kind of seeing the way he sees the game. Obviously, when you're a coach, you you see the game maybe a little differently than you would as a fan or even a media member. So he he obviously picks out some things and is able to you know to pick out some things. so we we chatted this week about. Uh, you know, he said, listen, you know, that the mentality when you're losing a lot and you're winning a lot has to remain the same. You're still dealing on a day-to-day basis, and you can't really look at the big picture. And so he kind of compared what was going on with, with the teams that are winning, the Vegas, the, uh, Vancouver, the New York Rangers, uh, to the teams that did not get off to good starts, like the Oilers and San Jose Sharks. And, and, and he's really a, a really he's a guy that really likes the, the mindset of the game and the mindset of players. And, and uh, you know just talking to him and seeing the way he thinks, and seeing the way he sees the game. Uh, it's really insightful. It's 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 really insightful, and I'm really looking forward to to working with Dallas Aikens this year and just talking about him and kind of picking his brain and and seeing what he sees because we're watching the same game, but I think we're seeing it in a different way.
2: Uh, what did you see on the orders game last night?
3: Well, I saw them. I saw a patient team, to be honest with you. I saw a team that. Uh, they weren't afraid to play that slow, methodical game. Like I, we were talking, I think that second period was was kind of a dull period. Not much was going on, but I thought they were patient. They didn't force the issue, which in the past they may have. They may have said, "Okay, we got to get something going here, guys." And that's when you get the bad passes. That's when you get the bad reads. That's when. When, when bad things would happen to this hockey team, but they kind of just stayed the course, they kept patient and they, they believed that it'll come it'll eventually come if we just kind of keep leaning on these guys, hopefully it'll come and then they got a couple of power plays in the third and, and they converted on him and that was pretty much the ball game So I thought in that sense that they stuck to to the system, they stuck to the line they didn't kind of say, okay it's not working let's figure something else out they kind of let the process go through and i think they, they were rewarded by that and um i believe you know that to me that that, that was a good sign that they, they kept with it they figured that it was eventually going to work out and it did work out so maybe there was a different philosophy but i was kind of impressed where they didn't panic and they didn't start changing up the lines they didn't start um you know they didn't throw dry settle in and mcdavid together right away to say okay we need something get going they, they were patient with the process and and i thought they had great goaltending. Their defensively, they were really good, and obviously the special teams came through.
2: Yeah, well, that's the key. Their special teams came through, specifically their power play, at the right time. Their power play hasn't been awful by any stretch, right? It's obviously been below their standards because their standards are pretty high the last four seasons. But like you, the San Jose game is a prime example. They had two power plays in the first 11 minutes against a terrible team, didn't score. And then they had a power play in the final two minutes to tie the game, didn't score, and obviously cost them the game. Last night, it's 1-1, one, one, and they, and they wasted no time. What was it? Nine seconds after the, uh, the, uh, the penalty, uh, they scored, and then Dry makes a ridiculous pass to send to McDavid, and, and, he gets his first goal in nine games, and, you know, a multi-point game for him, a four-point game for Dry Like last night, you know, your star guys show up, uh, your role players don't get scored on, and, uh, your goalie makes stops when needed. And, uh, I, I wasn't say, I wouldn't say it was an easy win, but it was a, it was a fairly controlled win.
3: It was. It was. It was an effective game. And then they got everything that they weren't getting through the first 12 games of the season. They, they weren't getting the goaltending. They weren't getting the, the strong defensive play. And they weren't winning the the special teams battle. If they would score a power play goal, they'd give up two on the penalty kill. So it was it was really how everything kind of just came together uh, in, in the end there. But I, I did like the, the patience of their game. And the, the, you know they figured that it eventually would come. And when you have the two two of the best offensive players in the world and you keep giving them power play opportunities, eventually they're going to cash in and they did that. So I, you know, I like that patient game and I like the fact that they, they figured it would come eventually and they didn't kind of freak out or panic when not much was going on in that second period. Yeah. Uh,
2: Derek Van Dista joins us. Uh, Chris Knobloch, he's, he's kind of outlined things moving forward for the team. Uh, He wants Fogel and McLeod to play together he admitted hey I know Fogel's done well in the top six but he just felt the importance of getting that third line going and getting some stability there he's coached Warren Fogel in the past right so I, I think and if any coach players all they want is tell me what my role is most players I ever talk to just tell me what my role is I know what it is and then if I play to it I expect to play it's kind of that simple and I think he really wants that third line to kind of create some sort of identity
3: No, definitely, it's it's kind of a chicken and egg thing, right? Because when those those bottom six lines, like the bottom, sorry, bottom six players, the bottom two lines, they haven't been doing much offensively at all. So is it because they're not getting opportunities, or is it because they're not getting opportunities because they're not doing anything at all? And I think you're right. Like you look at the the ice times uh, last night, they're spread out pretty evenly throughout throughout the lineup. Obviously, McDavid and Drysado playing a lot more, but you know Ryan got his 10 minutes. Those guys got about their 10, 12 minutes. So yeah, when you, when you know you're going to play about 10 or 12 minutes a night, depending on if there's not a lot of penalties or, or not a lot of special teams, then yeah, then you, you know what your role is, you know what you do, you know how you can identify, and yeah, the worst thing for a player, especially a bottom six player, is not knowing where he stands with the coach, not knowing you know, what, he, what the coach wants him to do, and if he does something wrong, then he's going to park him on the bench for, for most of the game, and I think you need those guys, they're role players, but you need those guys to contribute, it's not necessarily on the scoreboard, but you need them to contribute in other ways as well. And and Derek Bryan talked about it yesterday. He said, "Hey, he gave me a role, and I, and I know what to do. And I went out and tried to do it. And and that's all those guys asked for is just to get an opportunity. Uh, and I'm not saying they didn't have one under Jay, uh, Jay Woodcroft, but uh, it just seemed like uh, when things weren't going well, they would just go with the top two, top two, and top two and try and get things going. So. Uh, we'll see how long this, this lasts. But, yeah, I, I did like the fact that those guys got an opportunity to kind of find their skating legs, find their game, and contribute not necessarily in scoreboard but in other ways.
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, you look at uh, Pickard and Skinner. Uh, eventually they're going to want to play Pickard uh, only because they can't play Skinner every game. When do you think they play him? Like, they've got a game tomorrow. Then they got the four-game road trip that starts in Tampa on Saturday goes Tampa, then they have got uh, Carolina, Florida. I can't remember who's first. It might be Florida, and then Carolina, and then they're into uh, Washington on uh, next Friday. When do you think they play Pickard?
3: No, remind me. I, I haven't seen the schedule that far. Do they have a back to back in there at all?
2: Nope. They play. Uh, they will play Wednesday. Then they don't. Then they're going to fly Thursday. They go to Tampa. It's a Saturday night game. Then it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday afternoon.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's a good question. I think it'll depend on how Stuart Skinner is going because they obviously need him to get on a roll. They need him to kind of get going and look like he was a lot more comfortable last night. And and when you're stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, the way they've kind of been with him and Jack Campbell, um, you know, it's tough to get in a groove. And I think that might have been one of the reasons why they, they, they sent Campbell down and said, OK, because Skinner's our guy now. Let's get him on a roll. Let's get him in a groove. And, yeah, I think it'll, it'll depend on, on, on how he plays. If there's no back-to-back there, there's no certain uh game where your backup plays but but they have to play him eventually they have to see what they have they have to see if he can if he can come in here and and, and fill that role if something happens to skinner or if skinner gets in a bit of a slump they, they have to see if calvin Pickard can play he's obviously has i think over 100 nhl games so he's been in the league a long time so he's been at this level before but yeah it wouldn't be surprised if they found some game on the road there to, to, to let him play that game and, and to see what he can do
2: yeah, I think it makes sense. Right? Uh, Stuart Skinner and and the whole team they they bounce back after a tough first uh, first period. Uh, all the players have talked about the coach like you know there there wasn't any massive changes, Derek, but today at practice, the one thing that you know hey what's different in practice said, "Well, there's a lot of emphasis on eliminating the middle of the ice in the neutral zone." Right? So that's going to be something now uh, that I watch for from this group, that they they really try to want to eliminate the middle of the ice. And I know it's funny because I know some coaches that call the middle of the ice the highway, and outside the dots is a ditch. And you try to put the other guys in the ditch as much as you can because it eliminates the high danger chances.
3: Yeah, I think so. And I, and you're right. He he's not going to come in here, and and it, it, you just there just isn't time to revamp the entire system. So he's got to tweak things as he goes. Uh, you know, he said today that on the road they're going to have a, a bit more time. To kind of tweak things, but yeah, I think he just wants to keep a lot of players between the net and and the puck. And if you do that, that's probably the the way you defend well defensively. You don't want that guys come right up the middle. Uh, and I know that's been an issue with the Oilers right now is that they just give up too much ice in the middle of of at center and, and in the slot. And it, you're right down that lane, down that highway. They are just too much free ice there. And I think they have to make it a little tougher for teams and push them outside a little more. And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Chris Noblok saw that. And, and he said, okay, this is the structure that's worked for me in the past. This is how I want us, us to play. And and, and he's going to try and kind of incorporate that here in the next couple of weeks. And so it'll be interesting to see how the owners adapt to that.
2: DVD. Thanks for your time. As always uh, quickly, um, your thoughts, uh, the Winnipeg jets, uh, very quietly have kind of, you know, they've, uh, they've reeled off a few wins. They got New Jersey, who's banged up. Uh, I know you're covering the Jets as well. What do you make the Jets turn? What do you make of the Jets turnaround?
3: I've always I've liked the Jets because I think they have a star defenseman, a star goaltender, and star forward. And with that, and they have four really balanced lines. And I think they just keep sending those lines over the boards. And it and and I really like the way they play because they play a high tempo game. They want to, you know, they get they're in your face all all night. And because they because they have those really those four lines they're able to do that they're able to roll them so I, I like the Winnipeg Jets the only thing I you know I wonder about is you know they have, they play tight games and they get a lot of chances but they, they need another top high end high end scorer in my opinion another top, top guy like that but I do like the Jets I like the way the Canucks are playing right now. Like, they're, they're lights out there. They've totally incorporated what Rick Tockett is selling there. And I wouldn't count Calgary out. I think Calgary's still trying to find their way. Uh, But with a new coach, new GM, it was going to take some time. And I think they've got to get Huberto going. And once they can get him going, then then I wouldn't count Calgary out uh, as well either. So, But, yeah, I like the Jets. I really like what the Canucks are doing. Uh, And, you know, there's I think it's entertaining hockey out here in the West right now.
2: Yeah. DVD, thanks for your time, buddy. We appreciate it.
3: No, thanks for having me on.
2: There you go. That's uh, Derek Van Deest from NHL.com. Uh, when we come back, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you, the con man's going to chime in. I haven't heard much from him today. So uh, we're going to be talking uh, orders, also a little uh, football next on The Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We 546. Welcome back, Greger Show and Sports 1440. You can always Text in 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. And uh, I'm excited. Tomorrow, our guest in studio for Who Is It Wednesday? Ooh, this is going to be a very good interview. I am a uh, well-spoken guest and uh, somebody that I think the you, the audience, are going to be uh, uh, rather intrigued by. Will you be able to guess, though, who it is? I'll give you some tips tomorrow. In the uh, 2 o'clock hour. But uh, I really enjoy the uh, the format for, for an hour with a guest in studio, face-to-face, uh, as often as we can. Sometimes we might have to dip into uh, uh, doing it online, which is fine. I can still see them. You can hear them. But well, I guess you can see them, too, if you're watching on Older's Nation YouTube with us, which is great. But uh, tomorrow's guest, is uh, there's going to be some really um, interesting discussions that we go down. So... Lots of celebrations, but also I think um, uh, a few topics that are uh, definitely worth talking about that uh, I think will interest people and uh, and grab your attention. So I uh, look forward to that on the show. Connor's looking at me now all intrigued about it. What's uh, good about who is it Wednesday? Sometimes the con man doesn't even know who it is.
0: No, and then that's why I like the hints and I try to guess along too. Sometimes I try to see what the uh the listeners are guessing as well. The YouTube chat always has a good time, Greg, are trying to figure out who's coming up. So I'm looking forward to this one. Greg's
2: damn you got Woodcroft already from Jordan. <laughs> I will I'll give you a hint. No, it's not Jay Wood. Hey, I would love to have Jay Woodcroft on the show. Right. Uh I got along with Jay very well. I think he's a I think he's a good coach. <laughs> um I think he will have his choice of uh, of other places this uh this offseason. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness.
1: Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
3: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash acast and use code
2: ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know what? Uh, hey, I am I'm, I'm sure he uh you know you gotta be frustrated. There's no question about it. Right? But um like anything. You know what uh, he'll uh, he has his uh, his two daughters of course and his, his loving wife and you know what uh, he'll be fine and uh, I do think it would be uh sooner than later that he that he's back in the NHL but make no mistake it's a uh, it's tough man uh, you know he's got uh, his daughters i think the same age as my son i think they're 10 and um you know when, when your dad's a head coach in in the Canadian market you know most of the kids in your class know who your dad is and then all of a sudden you probably got to answer all the questions like well what happened Right, like, Because kids don't really, you know, they, but they're 10. They're kind of like, hey, you know what happened? So, you know, I always try to remind people that, hey, remember they have families. Um, be careful what you say in your house about a player or coach, especially when your child's at their school. Because then the kid goes to school and says something and you're kind of like, uh, I wonder where they heard that from. So I'll always be a little leery of that. Just uh, you got to be a leery of that anyway, right? Like uh, any parent out there can tell you, you got to be uh, uh, cautious about some of the things that you say around your kids. Cause Hey, kids are sponges and they hear lots and then they suddenly repeat it for sure. Um, Kanza, I do want to get your thoughts. Uh, the great cup is coming up this week. Um, what like, are you expecting a blowout? What do you think about like, the, can they, can the Alouettes like they spank Toronto now four interceptions? And, and like, it's not like the offense of Montreal was great. Their defense was great. And like Zach Calero's throwing four picks would seem unlikely. So what do you make of this Great Cup matchup? Are, are you intrigued by it or are you kind of like oh, foregone conclusion? Bombers are winning.
0: I mean, I, I don't think you can just say foregone conclusion, right? I know that the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the key to their success, in my opinion, is through the run game with Brady Oliveira. Uh, I mean, he went over for 100 yards in the uh, Western Conference Final against the BC Lions. So I think for them, it's it's not making mistakes and and not letting uh, a Montreal defense who was opportunistic uh, last week, have that sort of opportunity to do. So I, I think the run game will set up the pass game. That's uh, not exactly groundbreaking information. It's kind of how it goes in football. So I look for them to try to run the ball. Olivier, I mean, we've seen him a couple times against the, the Alex, if you just watch those games, the guy's a load to bring down. He He's a big man. He can move the ball downfield. And I, and I think that offensive line kind of embraces it. So I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think Montreal, uh, you know, has gone through some things this year. They moved some players out, but I think they're in a really good place playing some of their best football this season. So I think it's going to be a little bit closer than, you know, people might think Uh, it's going to be a good one. And, you know, I haven't got a chance to look at it too much, Gregor, uh, but I wonder the the field conditions out at Tim Horton's field. What's it going to be like in Hamilton? How are the conditions going to be? I, I think that could play a role in it as well.
2: Well, field conditions obviously are a factor. I will say, how many of you out there are going to Hamilton for Grey Cup week? Right, we know that Daryl's going. <laughs> sent us the picture, the uh, the walking Grey Cup. That's dedication. Daryl's a beauty, so uh, we know he's going. You got to think like there's lots of people that go to the Grey Cup every year. It's a tradition, and and it's fun. Like I'm I'm honestly I, I, I like the Grey Cup, not so much the game, but the 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 few days leading up to it. Man, like the spirit of Edmonton room is one of the greatest. Fun nights you will have you don't even have to be a football fan doesn't matter like everybody's friendly there right i i, I took I told the story I took some of my friends who you know not real football fans, husbands and wives, and they were stunned at just like, oh everybody's so happy and friendly here <laughs> and they're, hey, how are you and they just you know just talk to people and it's it's great it is uh it is an awesome time so um the uh, the spirit of Edmonton room. Jerry and the fellas and you know they run it. It's fantastic. So if you're going to Hamilton, make sure you go. Like if you don't go, I question like what are you doing?
0: What are you doing? Yeah, you got to get there kind of like towards the end of the week, right? You don't want to be rolling in Saturday. You got to no enjoy no you got to be. The spirit and... of Edmonton
2: room opens Thursday. You want to yeah. be there Thursday. You want to have some fun there for a few nights. I I would almost recommend you fly in on Thursday morning. You fly out Sunday morning. You're back home watching the game comfortably, <laughs> right? Uh three days of having fun and you're just like, Oh, this is amazing. Now I'm home. You don't even have to go to the game if you don't want to. The game's kinda nice, but honestly, I think the uh, the, the the festivities, the parade, you're going around, you're meeting people, I I would recommend almost that more, to be honest. So I think it's uh I think it's fantastic. So there you go. Hey, guys, can you explain to me why Lavoie doesn't have waivers? Is it because he was loaned to the Condors? Uh, no. So here, here's what happened. So he cleared waivers back on October 10th, I think it was, right? So then he goes to the minors. When he's recalled, he has to be on an NHL roster for 30 days before he requires waivers again, right? So the owners recalled him. That's why they were able to send him down today on a paper. Uh, you know, they sent him down, no waivers, I assume they'll recall him tomorrow but he wasn't on the NHL roster for 30 days since he's it's I used to think it was 30 days from the time he was sent down no it's 30 days once you're recalled then it starts that's day one then it's 30 days. so that's why they were able to uh, to uh, send Lavoie down doesn't require waivers. So there you go. I used to think it was 30 days from the time he was sent down it's no it's 30 days on an NHL roster so they got lots of time if they want to send guys up or down. On behalf of Connor Halley, Sean Brown, and all of our guests, if you missed any of them, go to jasongreger.com. The individual interviews are there. Or anywhere you get your podcasts, we'll have it all. Have yourselves a wonderful Tuesday evening. Fox Sports is coming up 9 o'clock tonight. Enjoy the games. Let's get to the command Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter. LegacyEating.ca, three days left to help your neighbor. Next chance tomorrow. Good night.